Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Did it get to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, February 28th. Can you hear me, Landon? Are you good? I can hear you, yeah. Okay, perfect. I was worried I wasn't getting picked up there. Good, good, good deal. We're back. We're here. A little late, but better late than never is what I always say. Um, sure. Because, you know, then it allows you time to be late. Um, and it is my fault. So, you know, we're good. Better late than never. Um, <laughs> we wanted to bring you, uh, since Pac-12 After Dark hadn't happened, and thought we'd bring you another uh, episode, episode of More Important Issues After Dark. Um, just, you know, so you have some entertainment late Sunday night before you start the work week. Um, it is has been a tough weekend for Tennessee. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, not been, it's not been the most fun. So has it been normal? Sure. I mean, I guess. Yeah. First off, <laughs> losing to Bruce Pearl and losing to Auburn, yeah, I would call it normal. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with normal. Um, yeah, obviously, the basketball lost to Auburn's tough. Um, the, you know, baseball, everybody's starting to look forward to that. Baseball splits the series. That one's not fun. Um, Lady Vols did beat uh, Auburn in their on their senior night, so that's good, positive. Um, I didn't see what the – I think the softball team got a series win as well, I believe. Don't hold me to that. And then I need to check and see uh, what the Lady Vols soccer team did today because they did have a match against Xavier. They won two. They won I two. I think three three to one. Okay. Wow. Zero, zero at the half. Nil, nil at the half. So that's a big, mm. that's a big, big win there. Um, so that's – okay, good. Do you know about softball? They won. I don't know what the score or what the series okay. looks like. I think I did see that they wrapped up a series win. I can't remember. I'll see if I can find it here in the next few minutes. Um, but yeah, so Lady Vols little uh, saving saving the weekend a little bit there. Trying to. Trying to. And <laughs> I mean, basketball is gonna. Baseball could have beat won the series against Indiana State. They could have gone four and zero. Uh, and I don't think there was going to be a lot that revived that basketball loss. Yeah, this all kind of started on Friday. The, the Ty Simpson news really just start off the weekend hot. Yeah, fair point. I didn't even uh, bring that into consideration. But, yeah, that uh, that definitely was not a good start. Yep. So, I'll, I'll be honest. Well, you know what? Well, let's, let's, let's get the whole – let's get the rest of the show going, going in here, and then we'll – because I know we're definitely going to talk about the Ty Simpson stuff. Um, and uh, more than that now that we just found out a few minutes ago. So um, – more than just Tuss Simpson, but we, we will talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about the loss at Auburn. Um, talk about Tennessee basketball as a whole. Tennessee basketball as a whole. Then we'll talk about the baseball series uh, versus Indiana State. Again, just uh, they, str- they struggled at times. 
they, they did. They were able to pull one out in extra innings today, which was good, um, but, but did struggle at times this weekend. And then we've got questions. If you've got them now, drop them in the chat. We'll get to them. If we don't get to them right away, that just means you got to hang on to the show, and uh, we, we will answer them, I promise. Yeah, and go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Also, go check out our uh, network, uh, Volunteer Roadshow. They do a great job of letting us have this platform to uh, talk about Tennessee sports, the good and the bad. So, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right. Tell us where you're listening from. Um, I am on Facebook. Caleb's on Twitter. And I think we – do we have YouTube up? Um, no, I need to figure out the YouTube thing. So, okay. I think we're okay. on – I think we're on YouTube. I am not currently on it. So, Gotcha. Um, yeah, we'll see if we can figure that out. Twitter and Facebook. So, if you got questions, drop them in the chat. And we'd be happy to get to those. Um, we got a couple in here already. <sighs> quarterback recruiting a 2022 class um tennessee's had a rough couple days with that and it'll probably be topped off on is it wednesday caden martin's committee yep so it'll probably be uh, just cherry on top i mean i don't expect Kate. i'll be honest i don't expect caden martin to come here um I, it'd be how can you kind of after everything went down and i know t martin didn't say it publicly but one of his uh, friends and teammates did that, you know, he wanted the head coaching job or consideration for the head coaching job and Tennessee didn't give it to him. And I'm not saying like, I'm not here to argue whether it's right or wrong, but how can you expect his his kid to want to come here after that? Yeah. I just have a hard time believing that too. It just doesn't seem like Tennessee is going to be the pick there. Um, you know, I think it's the same thing with the Sam Horn thing. It's nothing. If it's just with baseball, yeah, they're here. But it's it's because of the the football program where it's at, how it's handled things, and uh, you know Tennessee just gets screwed again by this uh, previous staff. Yeah, uh, I mean, and it's thankfully it's, it's a really, gift that keeps on giving. Yes, uh, not the McDonald's gift either. Um, right. Totally different one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the good news is is because I, I mean you're not gonna both Sam Horn and uh, Todd Simpson, you're not gonna stop recruiting. Um, so you're not completely out of the game yet. I mean, obviously, uh, you aren't in a good position that they committed to another team over you. Um, so you're not, you know, not in a great position there to start. But you're not going to stop recruiting them, um, mm. unless there's just. And I don't. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it here in a second. But unless there's just another quarterback that you really think can come in and be the god, I, you can't. I mean, you're you're not you're not going to give up on them. So um, it's definitely not over. Uh, but it certainly became even more of an uphill battle for Josh Heupel. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Toss, let's talk about Toss Simpson a little bit. So he picks Bama over Tennessee, Clemson, Ole Miss, and UT Martin. Um, he said he made it like, – like I get it, but I don't. Like I understand, like, you see, you know, them win a national championship. You see Matt Jones, Tua, you know, the, the quarterback development, the offense is there. But as a lifelong Tennessee fan, there'd be no way in hell I would pick up an Alabama hat and say roll tide. I'm There'd glad, be no way. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that right off the bat. Um, let's uh, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. Um, you, ESPN, you can't run the graphic. A lifelong Tennessee, I 100% understand why you would go to Alabama as a quarterback. Like I 100% get that. Not mm-hmm. bashing the kid. Not, I'm not even saying he's not a Tennessee fan. He's obviously a Tennessee fan, but ESPN can go ahead and get the graphic out of there that lifelong Tennessee fan wanted to go to Tennessee, blah, 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 all that. 
if he really wanted to come to Tennessee, first off, it was a possibility. Like he, it's not like they didn't offer, um, they didn't consider. So go ahead and just drop the graphic. It's not true because, like you said, a lifelong Tennessee fan, like a guy who loves Tennessee, wouldn't go to Alabama. Um, like Clemson, if he had gone to Clemson, I would be like, yeah, sure, run the graphic. I get that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I think about that, and I'm sure some people will be like, it's a hot take. You know, he's looking out for himself. Blah, blah, blah. Again, I get why a quarterback or any college football player would want to go to Alabama, would want to play for Nick Saban. But you can't – the Tennessee fan thing, like, that just can't be part of it. It can't be. Um, yeah, you, you can't consider yourself a lifelong <laughs> Tennessee fan. Yeah. Like, orange is in your blood, and then you pick Alabama. Yeah, just, exactly. It just doesn't happen. Um, like, I would, I would never pick up – Alabama would not even be on the table. Yeah, no, I agree. Um Caleb Q mentioned QB rare, QBs rarely decommit. I don't know what the statistics are on it, and I don't disagree, but and if this goes for every single 18-year-old on planet Earth, until they are on campus, I'm not like I I used to say until the ink is, you know, until they've signed the paper. That is no longer my like until be they are <laughs> on the campus, I'm not buying it. And until they stay on campus for 3 or 4 years, you know, whether they go to the NFL or go to finish their time here. I don't consider like it's not a lot. Like it's not over till it's over. I mean, that that's just not the case. Eric Gilbert has now been committed and signed to two different sec schools. Whoa. Whoa. You're missing out on one huge one. Tate Martell has been to 85 programs that's a already. Great point too. So He's a just, quarterback. That's a great point. <laughs> it's just not over till it's over. And I, you know, again, if we're going to go off like popularity, what we hear more often, yeah, quarterbacks don't like, you don't see that change as often, but it's not impossible. And if he's truly a lifelong Tennessee fan and he sees Tennessee do even half well this year, then how, like, how can you say no? Like if you see a, you know, an offense that produces, I, I just don't, again, I think ESPN can go ahead and drop the graphic. It's done. You've already got, get rid of it. Can it 86 it. Yep. I mean, it's just unfortunate. And then, you know, all attention went to Sam Horn, you know, a guy that has played in the toughest um, classification in the state of Georgia where football is, is king there. Um, where's number 21? Everybody, every Tennessee fan loves Heath Shuler and loves that number on a quarterback. And, and then he plays baseball, um, you know, and, the, and this program has really um, competed in the last couple of years. So, and they got a dominant recruiting staff over there with Patello, Elander, um, Ross Kivett, Zerker, and, and Frank Anderson. And he pitches. And, and he was um, a pitcher that is already thrown in the 90s, has that tall, lanky he. frame. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because Jeremy Pruitt basically just told him, we're not interested. We're going after Ty Simpson. And so he moved on. And Josh Heupel was pretty much just – given the short end of the stick on Ty Simpson and mm-hmm. Sam Horn. Because Ty Simpson said he made the his he made his decision on February first. That was four days after oh, Josh thought, Heupel was hired. I so he, he got four Simpson days he, to try to commit Ty Simpson to come here. It just wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, I thought I thought Ty Simpson said that he um decided the night before. Did, That's I what he said in his thing, but with his uh, interview with um, Chad Simmons at Rivals, he said he knew on February 1st. Interesting. So, something's not adding up there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, if we're going to – oh, I mean, that's another great example. I mean, <laughs> just don't believe it till it happens. They're 18-year-olds. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I think like being deci- like indecisive is like part of you know just like the just the, the genetic code. Um, but yeah, I, Josh Heupel was definitely put. You know, he was behind the eight ball. Um, as far like I didn't I didn't expect Ty Simpson to commit to Tennessee. I had a little bit of hope. I had some hope. I won't lie. Hope's dangerous, but I did not expect it to. And I you know I told I mean we talked about it. I was like I think it plays poorly for Tennessee the timing of it, but. I think it plays if we're going to like try to see the you know the half glass full I think it plays well for Tennessee that he didn't announce he was committing until a new staff and offensive staff was in place. So I was like, you know, that could be a possibility, I guess, but yeah, I, I still thought there's just no way he's going to without seeing Hypel coach a single game, um without him getting another commitment, how does he go and land the top commitment in the state of Tennessee, the uh, five-star quarterback at that point? I just didn't see it being possible. Yeah, and the fact that he got that bump right before his uh, his uh, commitment, you just knew. Yeah, that fifth that star. It, wasn't, it wasn't going to be Tennessee. If it was going down, then then the crystal balls will start rolling in for Tennessee. Yeah, that fifth star was not golden. It was crimson all the way. <laughs> uh, but he, here's how you know Ty Simpson. We, we took away your lifelong Tennessee fan. We, we put that in quotations. But this this is how you get it back. This this is my this is my letter to Ty Simpson, if you will. maybe he's you can be the quarterback that puts tennessee back you break the bama streak right uh yeah i nick saban sent jeremy prude to sabotage tennessee we send ty simpson to sabotage alabama yeah perfect i like it i like that idea I like that idea. I think that's not going to happen. No, it's not. He's a, <laughs> he's a freakishly, freakishly talented guy. Um, probably going to win a natty or two or three in his and time. And probably be in the Heisman race. Probably. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to reiterate it because I'm not trying to bash Ty Sampson. Like, that's not the case. Because, again, like, I 100% understand why a player would want to go to, to Alabama. I 100% understand why a player just, in general, wouldn't want to come to Tennessee. Like, I get that. Um, but I also, I'm more just like, it has nothing to do with Toss Simpson, really. It has something to do with like the ESPN producers that are going to run that for centuries into the ground. And it's going to be very annoying. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my, that's my only take on that. I know I realize a lot of people are like, Oh, don't bash the, the don't, don't tweet at recruits. Don't talk about, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not mad at him. I get it. I, I don't blame him at all. Um, now the Sam Horn thing, cause we do get to talk about that now. Um, cause that commitment happened a few minutes ago, Missouri. That one's interesting to me. Um, I, you know, and that's probably if I had to guess, you know, you mentioned how Jeremy Pruitt wasn't even recruiting him. I mean, that's probably like a, I mean, loyalty might not be the right word, but like an appreciation commitment. Like Missouri has been recruiting me the whole time. Um, you know, before yeah. I've, I've blown up and, um, and I, you know, I'm sure there's some other things in place there. Um, but it, Credit to Eli Drinkwitz. I still, I'm not convinced he's going to like pan out or anything, but his team got better this year. And then he goes out and gets a highly touted quarterback um, in February, the last day of February. Um, that's a, it's a pretty big, like he's doing better than I thought he could be doing. Yeah. I mean, he's far better than Tennessee right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In terms of like, you know, getting better over a course of a season and, and then, you know, having a, good offseason like i haven't heard anything bad about missouri no i don't really pay attention to it either i don't think anybody really does but you know the fact that they you know they got a 
solid kid from from Knoxville, Tennessee. There, who I, I who we both think is going to be really good, and then they get a, a top one hundred quarterback, yeah, and, and a kid that can also play baseball for their baseball program. Who's not they're not great either. Um, but like you said, I, I think it's a loyalty thing. Tennessee yeah. wasn't recruiting him, so it, nothing against Heupel, but the fact that the yeah. University of Tennessee told him basically. Now we, we're putting other people before you. You're more of a backup plan. Who would want to go to Tennessee? I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I, and I um, get that one too. And, and he doesn't. He doesn't get the lifelong Vol card thing pulled because it's Missouri, and there's no. If you're a yeah. lifelong Vol fan, you grow up hating Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Vanderbilt. Yeah, he probably didn't even know Missouri was an actual football team until right. he was like 15, which is fair. I got to. <laughs> um. But the the reason I wanted Ty Simpson so bad is – or not Ty Simpson, uh, Sam Horn, was because Jeremy Pruitt didn't want him because that dude didn't know quarterback talent if it fell out of his ass. Like, he was terrible. He would play JG over Peyton Manning, 100%. Oh, yeah. I believe that. I, I believe that too. Um, well, Peyton's probably a good practice player, so that bodes well for Peyton Manning. But, I mean, I, all the evidence point to your statement being right. So but, I mean, not, JG gives us the best chance to win. Yeah, I'm not willing to disagree with it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, someone mentioned Arch Manning 2023. The good, the only uh, the thing we have working for us is apparently Peyton Manning um, has told Trevor Lawrence several times that he should have gone to Tennessee. So, um, maybe he's putting that in his nephew's ear, too. Um, but, again, Arch, I – and I believe it even more now because – like Peyton, I. If Cooper feels the same way, Eli, you know, Eli, Archie, um, and Peyton do, because Cooper's Arch's father, about Cutcliffe, that's where I I think Arch Manning could legitimately be a Duke Blue Devil. Like I I think that, and I realize people think I'm crazy, and that's fine, but they they trust David. I mean, and Peyton Manning's pretty much said that like. David Cutcliffe is like he would. They would play. He would have played for David Cutcliffe at East Mississippi Community College if that's where David Cutcliffe was when Peyton Manning was coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. a tr- it's a relation relationship that yeah. I I'm not I'm not saying that's where he ends up, but mm-hmm. I think it's a strong. Like Duke's <laughs> going to be in play if that's where David Cutcliffe is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. His hat's going to be on the table. Yeah, or Duke's hat's going to be on the table. Um, you know you're you're right. If, I don't. I don't disagree, but like, he's an SEC talent yeah. that you know. If it if he was going to Duke, it would only be because of David Cutcliffe. Yeah, but how much longer does David Cutcliffe? Have? And that's a that's another point. Like he's you know it's a couple years still, so that, that is another great point. Um, so yeah, and I'll say this: if Tennessee is in even a similar spot, right, like to where they are right now when Arch Manning's you know committing um, or signing, David like Duke would be ahead of of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we uh, just not have any more like Tennessee tie players anymore? Yeah, just, I'm just can just sucks. nobody be a fan. Everyone stop. Everyone stop teaching their kids to be fans of Tennessee. Just do, I mean, uh, eventually it. it's gonna happen. Like it, it's gonna. Yeah. If Tennessee continues this streak of just being terrible for for so long, eventually it'll just catch up where like no one is ever a fan of Tennessee. It's like no offense to Missouri, but like it, it's like Missouri. Like no one's actually a fan of Missouri. Unless you're like from Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, no, that's that's. And a then it's point. like, 
maybe a fourth of them are. Right. Um, someone had a great question. It went away. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll try to read it how it was, and I, I missed who said it, but it's a great question. Um, it said, with this QB room, um, so that's Maurer, Bailey, Hooker, Salter, uh, do, is recruiting a QB really necessary? Um, well, first off, in my, I think this is kind of college football's opinion too right now. I don't think this is my own. Um, yeah, I think now, like in like the 90s, early 2000s, you didn't necessarily go out and get a top quarterback recruit or swing for a top quarterback recruit every single year. Now you go and you're trying to sign, I mean, at a school like, at an SEC school, you're trying to sign the absolute best quarterback possible in the, in the class. Um, mm-hmm. You're not necessarily looking for like a, yeah, you look for a guy that fits your system, but I mean, now pretty much every quarterback fits. There's really not a specific, I mean, there's dual threat guys and pro, um, but it's all pretty, kind of the it's all fairly similar um, nowadays. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that can't be that dual threat RPO type guy. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think recruiting a QB is necessary. Um, yeah, and when you're looking at Tennessee, I mean, look, look what's kind of put a damper on the like last season, for example just like terrible quarterback play. You know, that, that's that been the issue with Tennessee since Josh Dobbs left. Mm. You need to have a good quarterback. So, I, yeah, I think it's it's important to sign one every single year. Whether it whether you think it's going to be the guy or not, you need to hit on more, at least one quarterback. But I feel um, like – You need to have one in every class. Yeah, but I feel like that's where it's changed because there's always going to be a quarterback in the class. Now it's like, especially schools that, you know, that are – wanting to be competitive in their, you know, in the SEC, ACC, you're out trying to sign a guy that you believe can be the guy. Um, it's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, we want him to come in. We don't, we want this guy to come in here because we think he could be a really, really strong backup um, for uh, Harrison Bailey or whoever the starting gotcha. quarterback would be. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like now you're like, like, it's always looking for the guy is how it feels to me. Yeah. Like he, and, and with the one-time transfer portal too, like yeah. you, you never know when somebody else is gone. And then you have the the NFL draft, which Tennessee doesn't have to really worry about that next year. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess knock on wood, maybe they do. Um, yeah. But I mean, you you just never know when somebody else is going to leave leave yeah. your program, um, leave early for the draft. So you always want to have some like a guy that you can rely on. Well, I think the the best examples of it right now too are the the best teams. I mean, Alabama and Clemson. They're go they're going out. The Alabama, like Alabama and Clemson, ten years ago would not have been recruiting quarterbacks the way they are now. I mean, like they've they're signing the top quarterback every single class now, um, mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't always work out that they stay. Uh, most of the time, I feel like they have. I you know I'm trying to think. Alabama has just really been uh, Blake uh, Burnett, Burnett, Barnett, that, Barnett, Barnett, yeah, Barnett. That transferred that one year. That's pretty much it, right? Because I oh Tulea Tulea Tungavola. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's another yeah, great it, example. Like they brought him in, they knew Mac Jones was good. They had Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. But I mean, at least Jalen Hurts though. But that's another great example of like them recruiting the guy. They didn't yeah. bring Tua in to back up Jalen Hurts. They brought him no. in to potentially win the job. Um, Clemson, yeah, and and the best one's going to play. And yeah. if somebody has to leave because of that, then yeah. it is what it is. They're going to have somebody do the same thing next year. And if they mm-hmm. beat them out, you know the. The quarterback room just improves with more and more talent in the room. Yeah, and someone someone else, uh, let's see, Harrison mentioned a, a good point here. QBs help recruit your class. Yeah, especially, you know, the offensive guys, QBs help. 
if you've got a good quarterback in that class, the the wide receivers, the running backs, the tight ends are going to want to come and play with the guy. So, yeah, that's another great and, point. And too. that's what makes the Ty Simpson thing mm. so, like, important because if he picks Tennessee, it sets you up with pretty much everybody else in state. Right. You know, with so much talent, I think there's 13 or 14 mm-hmm. uh, four or five stars in the state of Tennessee. You know, that, that sets you up because, like you said, they – they do help recruit, and if you're, and it, it's there's a reason why it's the most important position in all of sports. You know, right. so much relies on, on quarterback play, and, and that was evident this season with, with Tennessee. Just, yeah, they had some offensive talent, but they couldn't score because the quarterback couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean the quarterbacks. I mean, it's always been a very, very important position, but like even more, even more so with the way it's evolved. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely become even more. It's it. It's like, the, I mean, having a good quarterback that can at least run your system well, uh, or not even run your system well, but can just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to word it cro- properly because it's always been necessary to be a, a good, you know, offense, but it's, I don't, it just feels like now a, a running back can't just dominate for you um, like they could several years ago. It feels like it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know, it's just not the case. Um, someone asked about Eric Gilbert. Uh, let's see, Celia. Said, what about uh, Gilbert decommitting from Florida? Could we be a possibility? So I don't know. You'll probably know better than I do. You keep up with a little uh, that more than I. Um, seems like that's more issues beyond football. Potentially grades, maybe just other personal issues. So it, he may not be at a Division One school. Is kind of what I heard today. Just on um, so it, it, it's not. I'm not saying it's true. Yeah, I, I, I think he's got some off the field issues. Whether that's be family or just wanting to be closer to home i don't know exactly what it is but yeah i think it is more than football um see i mean i tennessee's not that far away from marietta but i just have a hard time with you know recruits and you know josh heupel is a quarterback guru i guess and and for quarterbacks to just be okay with not even really giving him a shot um I just have a hard time thinking that Eric Gilbert would be at Tennessee. I mean, it's been, yeah. what, twice now that he's had an opportunity to come to Tennessee and just it hasn't worked out. Um, maybe he does. Right. But I, I just have a hard time believing it now. Um, yeah. That's no knowledge on my part of, of what he's thinking or, or anything about him. It just, it just seems like it would be hard for uh, me to believe that the third time's the charm with Eric Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, and that's – um, 100% understandable too. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that take. Um, okay. Are we, anything else you want to mention QB recruiting? I know we didn't talk about Caden Martin, but I don't know if there's really much to talk about. Yeah. Um, I just have a hard time thinking it, it would be Tennessee. You're right. But I, I really, I don't know really who it, maybe it's Arizona state, I guess. Maybe that's, you know, Oregon and, um, Miami or his other ones, maybe Miami, but I don't know. They got a good baseball program. I think they're ranked yeah. number six right now. So maybe that's won a series against Florida the first weekend. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be Tennessee. But they yeah. did offer um, a couple quarterbacks today. Four star uh, Taven Jackson out of uh, Greenwood, Indiana. Um, he is a four star pro style quarterback. And then they offered uh, four star Drew Alar. Alar. Um, out of Medina, Ohio. 
Um, so I offered some more kids. So, you know, if they're throwing around those offers like that. They're trying to get their hooks in somebody. Right. So it just doesn't look like Caden Martin would be the, the option there. Yeah. That's a good point too. Um, that offer is there. Obviously the baseball program wants him to, uh, that probably at least maybe helps. I mean, that might help the situation some. Um, but I mean, the thing we talked about kind of pre-show, I, if everything's true about kind of how it went down with T Martin, I just can't imagine that Cade Martin would want to be at Tennessee. And then T Martin's, mm-hmm. if T Martin's coaching there, I would say it's a completely different story. Um, but yeah, just with everything that's gone down in the last couple of months, I highly doubt it. Yeah. And, and, and maybe like they're the Tennessee players are kind of in his ear. You know, you had Cooper Cade and Tyler Barron who all went to Catholic. Um, so maybe that has something to show for, but they're all kind of close to Ty Simpson too. And it didn't work out. So, right. Right. Sorry, Brutus is freaking out. He's really loving what you're bringing to the table, so that's that's really what it is. He's, I appreciate. He's it. receiving what you're. What, yeah, what you're I'm, I miss all of his licks. Yeah, they're pretty vicious. Um, pretty <laughs> vicious. All right, let's uh, let's jump to the planes. Let's talk this uh, Auburn basketball loss. Um, Ugly. First off, why is there no one that's just like mm, how about like. Why is it you have to either love Bruce Pearl or hate Bruce Pearl? I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of indifferent about him. I I I'll say this: I love that. Like, I love what Bruce Pearl did for Tennessee. I get why people love him. He's a like super, just personable guy. I don't know how genuine he is. I've never met him. I've never hung out with him. I don't know. He seems genuine. Like, I get why people are attracted to what he puts out. Like, I get that. But also, like, everything that went on at Tennessee, if Tennessee kept him, I'm happy. But I get why mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, I got. I get why they moved on. Um, it was not necessarily, like, it took a while to get it right. Um, but Tennessee's also doing, you know, yeah, Tennessee's struggling in some areas. But Tennessee's doing pretty good, too. Auburn's in hot water right now because of Bruce Pearl. We'll see if the NCAA actually does anything about it, but. I mean, I'll say this. I hate losing to him. But you never want to, you never want to lose to the X. You always want to have the hotter significant other when you you break it. Yeah, it's, it's really not really against Bruce Pearl. It's just like, yeah, I don't want to, I just don't want to lose to him. Right. It's just the, it's the X thing. And, you know, I. Is that six in a row? Something like and we've that. lost five, a five or six pearl? in a row. It's it's not good. <laughs> Whatever it is, um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't get why Rick Barnes can't beat him. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll also say this: the way Bruce Pearl coaches, it's his Super Bowl. Like beating Tennessee is his Super Bowl, and he'll, you know, he says that stuff in the press conference, and I believe him. I believe, like, when he says, like, he doesn't get pleasure out of beating Tennessee, but he's just like the fans. He doesn't want to lose to Tennessee. Like, that's the team he wants to beat. Right. No one wants to lose to the X. You want the nicer house than them. You want the hotter significant other. You want the cuter kids, the smarter kids. You don't want your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, your ex-husband, fiance, or whatever, to be living a better life than you, no matter how much you loved them. Come on, we're humans. We're Jealousy is like the, <laughs> the most like primate thing ever. Um, yeah, it's like one of the seven deadly sins, right? I'm sure. I don't know, but 
Bruce, like, there's no way he doesn't get that locker room fired up every time Tennessee and Auburn face. Like, it's his Super Bowl. They're going to bring it. Unfortunately, and, like, there, there are some things I like about this style of, like, where you don't necessarily, you know, you don't bring kind of that faux energy, but it's also really not faux with Bruce Pearl. It's, it's real. He believes it. Um, but that's just not who Rick Barnes is. Yeah. And, and those players don't, those players, as much as the fans hate Bruce Pearl, those players and Rick Barnes don't, in terms of like wanting to beat him so badly, sure they want to beat him because they're competitive, but they don't give a shit about the Bruce Pearl coached here. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, not the same thing. I, I just, it's just ugly. They need it, to figure. They need to figure out a way to beat him because just for the fact that he is whooping there. Yeah, and with the you know Tennessee has a far superior team than not, that Auburn yeah. team they played yesterday. Sharif Cooper didn't even play in this team. You know, before Sharif Cooper was playing, they were absolutely terrible, and they're right. still not good with him. Um, but they're terrible without him. And, and the fact that you lost that game. When you pretty much – you shot better from three, you shot better from the field goal percentage, you should have won the game. You know, right. you got out-rebounded. But but the the moral of the game, the, the kind of highlight, is Tennessee attempted 10 free throws and Auburn attempted 37. Getting to the rim. Yeah. That, guess, guess who were the only two that attempted free throws? Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer. Yeah, the only two that actually look like they give an absolute crap. And, and, you know, you talk about that, you know, these guys are going to the NBA. You know, they're not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not next year. Was that was that really a key? That was really Keon Johnson that tweeted that? Yeah, it was. Dude, you know how this ends, though. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but you know how it ends. Like, he's going to the league. I hope. Hope you know that y'all, y'all can Hope. Tennessee fans can just enjoy Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer for another three or four games, and then you know they're Whoa. they're gone. I mean, here's the thing. I think you're right, but he didn't say he he did not say he was coming back next year. That's not what he said. He said we're not done until we win a national championship. That's yeah. So I'm not saying he's your turn. I'm just saying I'm just saying what he said. That's it. That's it. So you, you think we figure it out? You think March is March is the month? <laughs> I'll, I'll say, yeah, it is. Um, it is called madness for a reason. Um, nothing makes sense. You know, I don't. I I, don't, I doubt this Tennessee team figures it out. I do. Um, but I, I love all the tweets that are like everybody's hoping they get to play Tennessee in March. Um, I don't think there's a lot of coaches that are hoping they play Tennessee in March. I think there's a lot of coaches that hope they play this Tennessee team in March, but I think a lot of teams know that it's very, very, very possible this team figures it out. Oh yeah, for a for a team that's like that doesn't have the same amount of talent that Tennessee does. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I, I want to play Tennessee because you know, eight out of ten, you're probably going to get them on a bad night. Right well, like yeah. superior teams don't want to play Tennessee because you know that that two out of ten you know they they that's could beat point. you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and I I still think the problem with this team is it's not and it's not I don't think it's the lack of one alpha. I think it's the lack of several alphas. 
Like, I don't think you have enough guys that just want to go in there and dominate on any given night. Um, and I don't think I don't think there's not it's not like there's the guys on this roster just don't it's not capable they're not capable of it and this is my one bash on Rick Barnes is that he's not been able to get that out of like a lot of a lot of people want to complain about the offense he runs or you know the fact that he doesn't play his own defense and, and yada yada I, I don't think it's scheming that's hurting Rick Barnes right now I think it's that the last two seasons he's not been able to get the alpha out of anybody. Um, I, I mean, Grant Williams, I feel like, is a great example. Um, Admiral kind of, I, I don't know that, like, did Admiral carry that swagger with him in high school? Obviously, like, an alpha is an alpha. You got it or you don't. But it, it takes a good coach or a good program or a good culture to bring that out of somebody. Um, and I don't, you know, I didn't follow them in high school. I don't know. But I do, And but those teams had them. They had the Jordan Bone, that, Jordan Bone wasn't an alpha his first his first season uh, what, that he got significant playing time with Tennessee when he was kind of splitting with uh, Lamonte bringing the ball up the court. But that his last his junior season at, at Tennessee, alpha came out of him. Um, he took over. Uh, this team just doesn't have that right now. Um, I, I mean, you know, maybe Keon in spurts, maybe maybe Jaden in spurts, Pons on the defensive end. But they don't. They don't have the guy that can do it for forty minutes. They don't have two guys that can do it for forty minutes. Yeah, and I like what you said about alphas because you know if you have one, that's great. But you also have to have that team around him that it it kind of spreads to. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what it was with Grand Admiral here. You know, it, it spread to to Admiral to Jordan Bone to Kyle Alexander. Even Jordan Bowden figured it out sometimes. Right. Uh, Lamonte Turner did it. You know, it, it just kind of was contagious, um, that mentality. And, and here it, it's it's like Jaden and Keon have it in spurts, you know, but they're also freshmen. So it, yeah. it's kind of hard to, get, like you said, get that out of them for 40 minutes. Um, but there's no one around them that, like, it spreads to. They're just kind of, like, standing back and letting them do all the work. Yeah, they're and, and they're just it's just passive basketball, and it and that's what it's it's killed Tennessee. This is a 500 basketball team with it had a first team all conference player last year, and he's playing like dog crap. So it, it's a below 500 team. You added two five star freshmen, and that's the reason why they're able to maybe beat somebody that they're not supposed to beat, but they're also going to lose teams that they shouldn't lose to a lot. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's worth mentioning too. Fulkerson kind of had that a little bit of alpha in him last year. I mean, there are a lot of times Fulkerson got the ball and had no business shooting, but still scored. And I realize, yeah. you know, he doesn't just go in and dominate people, so it doesn't seem like you know alpha. But that's a, that's an alpha thing to do on a basketball court. Get the ball where you have no business scoring and going and scoring like that. Even if you got, even if you get fouled and you flail to the ground, if you scored, that's all that matters. The points go up on the scoreboard. You're ticking in the right direction. Fulkerson had that in him last year. He doesn't have it in him now. Do we not have a single person on this roster that can go in and play 19 minutes, get four rebounds and four points? Well, and you know, like, you know, Kumwa showed spurts of, you know, progression. I think, I mean, you're going to need him. You're, you're going to need him to step up in March. Like, it's going to have to happen. Because um, I just don't, like, I mean, we know Urosh can't do it. Fulkerson doesn't seem like he's ever going to figure it out. Pawns just here. Why? Why? I want. Well, you can't do it right now, but Pawns is the kind of guy where the ball should be going through him 
in every offensive possession in terms of he should get the ball where if he can get a guy one-on-one turnaround and shoot, he should be doing it. And if he can't, he finds a pass. But if he gets a guy in a one-on-one matchup, how often is he, does he not score in that situation? Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, <laughs> they're just got – like even Uro should go in there and be two for four from the field with four rebounds and four assists in 19 minutes. Corey Walker, he hasn't played a minute this season, but should be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. EJ Inasiki should be able to do that. Like, he's given a – he went from first-team all-conference to literally being – he's like Urosh. I mean, he just has been on this team longer, but, like, he's he's not giving you hardly anything. And that's that's the issue with this, this team. They're not getting anything from, from the post. Yeah, and from veterans, too, that are in the post. And that's, you know, I guess we can kind of start talking about Rick Barnes, too, because I don't get how we're blaming the Fulkerson regression, the lack of productivity from him on the coaching staff. Fulkerson didn't come in here as a five-star. He didn't come in here as a, as a highly touted guy that just balled out day one and has regressed since then. Like, whatever's going on with him this year, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, but it's not like he was – it wasn't like he was – you knew he wasn't going to be the best player on this team the day Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer arrived. Yeah. Like, we knew that was the case. Whatever's going on with him, I don't know. I, I know. I Like, for the sake of, like, his basketball career, I hope it's COVID. Like, in terms of, like, I hope it's just taking him longer to recover. I would hate that for him because, obviously, that means he's sick and struggling. But in terms of, like, I hope he's not just lost it basketball-wise, I don't know. But I, I think it's – I mean, I don't know. Can you blame the re- the regression on Barnes and staff? I, w- I wouldn't say that on focus. I mean, you, you got to blame this whole season on them oh, yeah. to a certain extent. I, I, yeah, I think so. But I mean, I think that's all. I think it's more than like yes, the coaching staff gets blamed. They're the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Rick Barnes is the head coach. If if they win, he you know he's. He did it. If they lose, he did it. Like, it's that simple. Um, But I think it goes beyond just coaching because we want to complain about the offense. We want to – I mean, Bruce Pearl's a great example. What what the hell kind of offense is is Bruce Pearl running, uh, you know, past – and I mean, obviously, there's sets and and motion. But overall, athletes be athletes. Like, he wants guys to be aggressive – Going to the hole, create creating um, pressure. Mm-hmm. It, Tennessee doesn't have guys that can do that. No, I, I agree. But uh, but then again, it, it goes back to like coaching. Like you recruited these guys to yeah. be here, so I mean that it, it's your fault. You don't have anybody else that can take Forreston's place when he's playing like crap. Right. It, it's. The co- like I said, coaching is the end all, like end all, be all. That's just the way it is. Rick Barnes knows that he's he's been in this business for a long, long time. Um, but I mean, I, I think you know we're talk- when we talk about a team that just shoots poorly, I, I that that's just I mean, that that's not always coaching. I mean, coaching can help it obviously, but I mean, it's just hard to look at Tennessee play. You know, when if Tennessee was playing just absolutely abysmal defense. Like things that I'm like, oh, that's like, like that's just bad coaching. 
you know, when when uh, when Tennessee gets in situations where Rick Barnes doesn't call a timeout or does call a timeout when you know to set up last second shots, that's like I'm glad I will happily just absolutely blame Rick Barnes for those because it's happened plenty and I'll do it. I'll question those coaching decisions. I just like the the lack of offense pro- offensive productivity. I think is is starts with one point and and I think it branches out from there. You don't have that. You don't have guys that are aggressive for forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, I mean, you have two guards that basically all their shots are coming from three, and that's Victor Bailey Jr. and and Viscovi. Yeah, you know Viscovi last year he got in the lane. He was you know making passes through people's legs or around their back and, and stuff like that. And it just he hasn't done it this year. And you know he, he's not going to beat people off the dribble, but the fact that he can't even like get a screen to, to even attempt to get to the rim is, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good answer of why this team is, is just so bad, right. but you know, offensively, they just can't figure it out. There's no, like, there's no goal. There's no, like, you know, th- this is what we're going to do. Th- this is the shot we're looking for on this play. There, there just seems to be no rhythm, no plan when the, when they get the ball on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean I, I mean, I think there's a lot of just um, – it's at times uncreative. Uh, you have guys standing out around the perimeter. Um, you mentioned two guys that almost exclusively shoot from behind the arc. Um, and then, I mean, even at times, Jaden Springer and, and Keon Johnson, when they're – especially Jaden Springer is pretty guilty of it. Just so unselfish at the rim. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, sometimes you got to take over. you got to take over. And, and that's, you know – they again and all be all's coaching. I mean, they've got to be coached up to just sometimes be more aggressive than they are. But but I think that's what it all stems from is lack of aggression. Yeah, and I, I just think like we talked about how deep this team was going to be this year. I, I just don't think we've really gotten no that out of them. I mean, Josiah Jordan James, his wrist is obviously bothering him. He's one for nine from the last two games. Um, he's zero for five with zero points yesterday uh you know Viscovi was two for five or, or two for six two for five from three um he's not giving you a, a a ton and you're not basically getting you got four minutes from Kumwa Devontae Games played three minutes he had two rebounds John Ferguson played 19 minutes and had four rebounds yeah it's almost um, like put him on the floor like who cares if it's a mismatch John Ferguson's a mismatch right now yeah exactly yeah I mean, Devontae Gaines is six seven. How tall is Ferguson? Six ten. Yeah. I mean, there and how much do you think Devontae Gaines actually weighs? Let's see what it. One hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> this is one hundred eighty one, buddy. I weigh one hundred eighty pounds. There's yeah. no way you're one hundred eighty pounds. Um, <laughs> he is six seven. He, Pump the brakes. <laughs> he is six seven, but he has zero meat on his body, no. so he but, might, dude, he, he might weigh one hundred sixty pounds. But he works his tail off at this point. Just put because I think. I think it can look I, – I don't I don't want to question this team's effort because they play their butts off. I, I want to say all the time. I really do. I think sometimes it can look – because they're frustrated and you can see it on their faces, their body language, because of the lack of – like offensively and it translates to defensively. And sometimes it looks like effort is the issue. I don't think so with this team. I mean, I'm sorry. They just – they play defense too hard for me to like – for, question it, it's, their, their yeah, effort. it's hard, but like sometimes they're just it looks so they they look frustrated, 
that it looks effort. Put a guy like Devontae Gaines in. I think this team lacks a true point guard. Um, yeah. And that's that, that's kind of hurt them a lot. You know, I said it probably a couple weeks ago. If they had Kennedy Chandler, this would be a totally different team because you have a guy that can literally every time up the floor can get to the rim. When in doubt, clock's going down. Y'all don't have a shot. He's right. going to get to the rim or, or find somebody that can't that's open. Right. Um, you know, and, and that penetration into the lane just – the defense has to crash, so it's it's right there. But Tennessee, it's basically they're just passing around until one of the freshmen gets in. Like, okay, well, it's my turn to to try to get a bucket. Yeah, because um, they're you know Fulgerson is literally not doing anything. I mean, four shots. Yeah, it first team all conference last year. You attempt four shots in a game. He he has to figure he has to figure out he has to figure out a way to be an alpha. He's got to. He's like you said. He's all SEC. He's the one he's the oldest guy on this team. He's got to figure I'm, it out. I mean, what what if we like went back a couple years ago where Tennessee didn't get top recruits without Keon and Jaden? This team is awful. Yep. I mean, I don't I don't know if we win a game. Maybe UC Upstate. We win it by five or something like that. Like this is it's a bad. It looks like a bad team with two really good guards that you know they're they're not primary ball handlers. Mm-hmm. They're they're more like slashers and um, try to use their body to get to the rim. Keon uses his athleticism. Jaden kind of uses – he's a bigger body guard um, and uses that to get to the rim when he needs to. But they're the only two that attempted a free throw. Yeah. No, I mean, that again, lack of aggression. Like, that's aggression. That, uh, that's aggression. that, that was Fulgerson's game last year. He right. was going to get the ball and he was going to throw himself and, <laughs> you know, any little contact is going to knock him off balance. So, it's usually a foul. But, you know, this year you can't even get it to him for one because he, like, has zero position down low. And then, you know, when you do, he just, it's a turnover. Right. And he had four turnovers yesterday, too, to go along with four points and four rebounds. So, just bad. And then we gave up 16 offensive rebounds. Yeah. And that – Again, lack, rebound, lack of post play. Yeah, and rebounding's been an issue for the team the last two years uh, without Grant Williams. Um I don't know how. I mean, Ease Ponds is one of the strongest and you know most athletic guys on the court. He should be. He his rebounds have always not been great for the type of player that he should be. I mean, he had eight yesterday. I mean, Ease Ponds like he's playing good, but he's never going to be a dominant offensive and that's player. What, that's he just, what you need he from just him. never is. No, but that's what you need from him on this team. Because well, yeah. I mean, unless Fulkerson becomes that again, that's what you, right. I mean, you're going to need Eves. Yeah, so, it's one of the two. Yep. All right. So, I mean, I guess we can talk. I, mean, I know we did a little bit. Thoughts on Rick Barnes. I mean, I think the whole, you know, some people are – I get being upset with him, but I think the whole people want him fired, that's just incredibly stupid, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's not a tradition basketball program. For, for us to look into a Rick Barnes hire and, and for him to get us to where we were, yeah, I mean, this season isn't great. Last season wasn't great. Um but I mean, you, you're competitive. You're ranked 20. You had seven lo- or six losses, and until yesterday, you're ranked 25th in the country. Now yeah, I think the I mean, the sta- he he's at, he's like hurt himself by like raising the standard so much. Right. I mean, I just you mentioned being you know Tennessee not a traditional basketball school. 
I mean, look at traditional basketball schools. Uh, I mean, Tennessee's not far off the mark on these, like on these traditional basketball schools in an, in almost an, you know, close to a normal year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I don't know. We do have a question about basketball. Let's, 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 get I, to let's that answer that. And I, I, while you're pulling that one up, I just think, I don't know. I, like you said, the, the standard has been raised. Why? I, it just blows my mind. And I know, like, I know you can point to just some bad games and some, you know, I don't, I, it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it, it's, it sucks, but then again, like maybe that team camaraderie is, you know, bigger than, than what like we usually think because, you know, every year is kind of normal with this year, you know, maybe that is a, a bigger deal than, than what, most people think because you know you do have a lot of new pieces victor bailey jr hadn't played a, a game with his team until this this year keon johnson Jaden springer hadn't a lot of these guys had covid you know I, luckily i haven't had it knock on wood um but i don't know what it does to your body and i, I think everybody's different so I, i'm not using that as an excuse this team should be better than what right. they're playing like they should um but i i think there's other stuff that that probably comes with it yeah I, I don't think rick barnes and his staff have done the best job this year but i also don't think it's 100 percent on them i think it's also on the team um and i mean i, I mean you did mention like the the basketball programs that usually are up at the the top of college basketball duke carolina um kentucky you know those teams have a lot of freshmen to to come in and for them not to have a true off season they've struggled this year yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Tennessee. Maybe they were just, but it. But then again, it goes back to like they struggled from the get go. Yeah. Tennessee like was good until conference play, and then it just kind of fell off. Right. Uh, maybe that that was just because we didn't play a you know a really tough schedule until then. But you know you, you whooped Kansas, who, right. who just beat Baylor yesterday. Yeah, it's there. Like it, it's there for Tennessee. Yeah, it's certainly. Um, See, so yeah, I'm not on the the fire Rick Barnes train. Um, do I wish he could be better in March and stuff like that? Absolutely. I think everybody wishes they were better in in March, but that's I don't know. It's the way that it is, I guess. I think I would I would assume that Texas, if Texas isn't missing him, they're dumb. Like that, they're dumb. They're incredibly dumb. The, where they've been since he's been gone, besides this year, yeah. But I mean, but they can't if they don't do anything in March. That's their whole thing about Rick Barnes, and they just have to say, "Well, it was the same." At, at, at the most, which I mean, with Shaka, it wasn't the same at all. Right. So they, at this point, they have to say they would rather have Rick Barnes back. There's no way. And if we're going to pretend missing the tournament's the same as you know losing in the round of 32, then why the f even play the game? Like, just let yeah. the teams that you because I mean it's pretty basketball's crazy in terms of like, you know the teams that that do end up winning it, but it, it's fairly you can see the teams that have an actual chance of winning it. Yeah, and it's, I mean it's been nuts just like. Yeah, I pay attention to games, but I really don't like pay attention to scores and who people lost to. 
until I started betting. Yeah. And like it, it's it's a crapshoot. Like you never know what team is gonna come out and fire on all cylinders or just completely crap the bed. You but know, there's you, not a maybe Gonzaga's know. consistent, but I mean he, yeah. they're not playing a, a decent basketball team not in and not out. Right. And but you usually what I meant in terms of like you can usually say by end of January the teams that have a legit shot of winning the tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Yeah. If, if if you're gonna sit here and go, well, I'd rather you know if I'm playing in the the uh, good lord, the NIT, yeah. then that's about the same to, as losing in the round of 32 to me. That's what I mean. Like, then why do we even play? Like, yeah, why? Do, true. Yeah, it's not true at all. So, why do we even play? That's what I meant for. I know, I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans are like, this is the same as a Donnie Tyndall year. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that when, when I was little, I thought NIT stood for not in the tournament. That's exactly what it stands for. Um, so like yeah. you you weren't good enough to make it to your worse than 68 when teams. i was young when we were younger i thoroughly enjoyed the thought of the nit oh yeah it was great <laughs> yeah hang that banner yeah for sure uh what was that basketball question you had yeah so uh christopher nichols says do you see the problems with this b-ball team stemming from three different sets of players the veterans who played with admiral and williams the newbies keon and springer and the in-betweens viscovi side jordan james and not molding them together um yeah yeah i kind of mentioned that like it's just been a weird year not like having that camaraderie having that team bonding for a whole off season um and and a lot of them have been they're out in the you know when they were actually back to practice um you know this team had struggled with the coronavirus um and so some of those guys were out i don't know who exactly was out and who wasn't out but they've had different guys in and out um up until the season started so yeah yeah i mean it's i think that's definitely like a problem i'd say doesn't seem like this team's just gelling for whatever but reason. But I, I think this team would look a lot different if John Fulkerson was playing like a yeah. first-team all-conference player. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and there's no – like, Tennessee has a talent on this team to – you know, they, they should be in the top one or two teams in the country. Like, teams in the SEC. Yeah. They shouldn't be like where that – like, sixth, seventh right now, whatever they are. Right. They shouldn't be in the middle of the pack of the SEC. Correct. Chris mentioned that the NIT was the, the more prestigious tournament. Yeah, it used to be. That was a while ago, though. It was before, like, the glory road days. <laughs> that was a while. Um, Patrick Eady asked, any transfers we're looking at, such as Eric Gilbert? Um, I forgot to mention this during fo- during when we were talking about football. But, yeah, probably Eric Gilbert will at least get a call, I would assume. I would hope. You need to at least call him. Uh, other than that, I don't know a ton of – grad transfers out there but i think you'd look for tennessee to probably add a defensive back maybe an edge rusher mm-hmm. linebacker you know right defensive side of the ball i think you're going to look for guys like that and then obviously a playmaker like harry gilbert would would definitely get a call yeah i mean guys like Eric gilbert you call them you either make them say no or make them tell you why they can't like you know oh, i gotta go to juco whatever mm-hmm. you like you said you make that call so make the call um okay anything any other questions oh, that's all we got okay uh, you got any on twitter i, I haven't got any more. more i've tried to keep 
tried to keep up with them as they've, as they've come in. I'm, I'm double-checking the history of the NIT since it was brought up because, like Chris said, it, it did used to be the more prestigious tournament. Um, but that's pretty old deal. Uh, let's see. Uh... I do have <coughs> – so um, Sean Hicks asked if there are any – Big time running backs that we've offered. I know Jordan James. Um, he's out of Oakland, Tennessee. He's one. Mm. No, that's the only one I kind of know about as far as a running back. Um, but I'm I'm sure there is more. But uh, I haven't really paid attention. Kind of early in the 2022, you know, you, you hear a lot of the in-state guys, a lot of the quarterback are making this quarterbacks are making the decision right now uh, to get that kind of out, out of the way. You know, you want that your guy for uh, the 2022 class to be the quarterback, and then you feel like your class underneath him. But Tennessee is still kind of looking for that 2022 quarterback as of right now. Maybe it's you know I, I had somebody mentioned Tevin Carter out of Memphis. He's a guy. He's a Good quarterback. Keaton Wade um, yeah. out of Summit, Tennessee, won a state title. Um, he could be one. So, I, I think there is options at the quarterback position that we've mentioned kind of in the last couple weeks. But definitely want to get one. Don't want to be waiting until uh, the start of their senior season and, and try to log down a quarterback. Now. Right, right. Um, Chris asked any word on Henry Toto. I mean, it's probably not going to be Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, probably not. Hopefully it's not. I mean, hopefully it's not. I mean, with, with what his dad said about Tennessee being a mistake, I just have a hard time. Hey, or, now, that wasn't true. He called Andy Bowser promptly after that article was released to let him know that that was <laughs> not true. Yeah. So, don't, oh. don't be spreading those rumors, Landon. He ain't coming to Tennessee, I'll say that. It sucks. It is what it is, but, yeah, he's probably not coming to Tennessee. Yeah, no. I, I, it if he ends up at Alabama, though, I will lose my I think – I mean, that. let's be honest. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, probably. Uh, it looks like the NIT and the NCAA tournament kind of flipped spots in 1970. I don't know. What year did Glory Road take place? I feel like that was the NCAA tournament. Was that the NIT? I think they won the NCAA tournament. I think so, too. I don't know. I could be wrong. Was it? It had to be in the seventies, though, right? I guess. I guess. Yeah. I just don't. I'm not familiar with the year. So, I don't know. We'll learn some. We'll learn a little bit today. We'll learn a little bit here in a second. Give me a minute to let my let the Google machine work, and I can tell you. Um, it took place in 1966. They did win the NCAA championship, though. So maybe it was starting to flip hierarchy okay by then because like i mean kentucky if i don't know how true that story is though like i don't know if it followed it to a t yeah kentucky did come was the second place team that year though so gotcha yeah yeah uh, i also forgot i don't know how i forgot this but dallin hayden's also another big time running back that tennessee wants to add yes um and a lot of these guys i don't know if like their offers come from jeremy pruitt or um they've been re-offered by josh heupel um 
So, I mean, there, there's kind of that to, to look out for, too. But right. Jordan James, Dallin Hayden would probably be at the top of my list. Yeah, I would – I mean, yeah. I would say those guys definitely got reoffered, uh, whether it's been, like, officially, like, said or not. Um, I would say that they've been uh, placed as a priority. Um, yeah, So, I don't, yeah, I don't sure. think that's a – that's a concern as far as but going off the the 247 page with the offers you know some of those probably just come from right the previous staff right right um all right let's get into some baseball baseball so um split the series definitely not something you want to do against indiana state but you know indiana state's a good program i see i don't know know much about the the larry birds so (laughs) yeah the sycamores um I was there yesterday, and I was impressed. You know, all their pitchers were kind of throwing up in the 90s. Um, you know, they, they played good defense, didn't boot a ton of balls. Um, you know, I, I think they were in the regionals in 2019. Um, they finished runner-up in the region, which same as Tennessee. So, I think that's a pretty good program up at Indiana State. Definitely didn't want to split with them. You want to win that series. But if you lost, you know, one game to them, I, I don't – you know, I don't think that's a bad loss whatsoever. But right. um, Friday night, you won that one. Big day from uh, Jordan Beck. He had two RBIs, including a home run. Um, and then he put Tennessee up in the sixth with a single up the middle to score Liam Spence. Um, and then Saturday, which is the game I went to, they lost one to three. Um, inches away from a walk-off in the, in the bottom of the ninth, yeah. Drew Gilbert comes up with two players on i think pavoloni was one of them maybe lipsius was the other hits one off the wall in uh in right center and pavoloni is you know trying to tag from first right well gilbert is running because it's like he's gonna run regardless because he's on second if he drops it right he passes pavoloni so drew gilbert's counted out and then you only get runners on second and third. Um, right. That's the – and I, I was going to mention that about the two losses. Like, they just – both of them were – and the first one, obviously, more so than the second. But – because you, you, you pretty much won it right there. Um, or, you I mean, you, you score at least one run, maybe two, if, if it's just not – if it's more clear that balls aren't going to be caught, you know, you, yeah. probably, you, you potentially score whoever – you runner at first, too. Yeah, and if he if if it goes over, you yeah. win it straight right. up. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're like, inches away from a walk off home run, and it just hits the top of the wall, and and you just get guys not paying attention. Yeah, and, uh, and, and so that one's tough. And then the one the second loss, I know you'll talk more about it here in a second. But talking about how these losses came, um, they're tough. I didn't know much about any as a program, but um, you ha- you have a chance in the in the ninth, in the second game Saturday to to rally. And um, I don't know if you, I mean. I'm gonna have to go look back at the ninth inning from from Saturday night, but it was seven to five. You weren't out of it when it came to the ninth inning, and um, I mean the bats have been working for Tennessee thus far this year, so that's just a tough way to drop it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you lose that game. Tennessee pitched true freshman Blade Tidwell, who is throwing ninety five, ninety six on the radar gun. He's gonna be something special for Tennessee here mm-hmm. in the in the next couple of years. Um, and then you get the second game Saturday, lose that seven to five. Um, Indiana State went up seven nothing. We scored yeah. five runs in the sixth, and then just you know it wasn't enough. Kirby Connell pitched really well in that game, um, and then today won that one six to five with a walk off. 
had bases loaded, no outs. It's uh, Jake Rucker hits one to the third baseman, a shot, and uh, the throw home pulls the catcher off the yeah. plate and electric so, finish. Yep, won that one. That the, got reviewed. The, the that walk. Yeah, that, that one got reviewed. So you got to celebrate it twice. <laughs> yeah, those are the best. <laughs> um, so yeah, the you know you mentioned the bats. They kind of got got cold at times. You know, especially yesterday when it was really coming down, we just kind of struggled. And they've just not really got much from the bottom of the lineup. You know, right. it, it's been uh, Jordan Beck. It's been Drew Gilbert. It's been Liam Spence and Jake Rucker. Um, everybody else has kind of struggled a little bit, especially in this series. Um, you know, you had 10 errors in nine games so far this season. That's not ideal. Um, you know, Ferguson has struggled. He was a preseason All-American with basically every – outlet out there and you know he had a two rbi double today so you know hopefully he's getting back on track but he just struggled a little bit Mm -hmm. um at the plate and in the field and then we left 38 runners on base in the series yeah that's the that's a alarming number Mm -hmm. and and only one home run you know you almost get that one from Drew, drew gilbert in the uh in the ninth on on the first game on saturday uh, but Jordan Beck on Friday night was your sole home run of mm-hmm. the weekend from this Tennessee team who who has a lot of power, just couldn't get it going. Right. Um, you know, n- not a lot of timely hits. Like I, I mentioned, the 38 runners on base, a lot of those were in scoring position. You know, sometimes you had the bases loaded and couldn't get anybody in. Um, you know, Tennessee just, just got to find a way to uh, – when you get guys on base, you got you to get, get them in somehow, move right. them over, advance them somehow, some way, because when SEC play gets here, it's only going to get tougher. Yeah, for sure. And they, uh, they, the second game Saturday, uh, bottom of the ninth, Gilbert led off, the single, uh, led off the inning with a single and then three straight batters struck out. So, yeah. Um, I did. I was like, I feel like they had what felt like a, an opportunity to um, tie it up. They did. Um, they, you know. Tie and run on the at the plate, but yeah, it's just, the thirty eight leaving thirty eight runners stranded is is an alarming number. Like you mentioned, you've got to find ways to get those guys home. And twenty nine strikeouts in in the first three games of this season or the the series, only three today. Um, right. So you improve that number. You know the bats were, were a little bit better. Maybe we just like good weather, <laughs> and good weather's on the way. So hopefully that's what it is. But uh, you know Tennessee struggled on on Saturday to really get anything going and. Uh, you know, 29 times, 29 strikeouts in three games is not where this team wants to be offensively. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's improved. Like I mentioned, the warm weather, if that's what it takes, it, it's it's right around the corner. So Hopefully. Yeah. You're forgetting, we'll eight, eight, you're forgetting second winter, which is probably going to come in two weeks. Yeah. 20 degrees. Yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think Indiana – like Indiana State's a good bat, uh, baseball program. They're probably going to be a regional team. Um but definitely want to see those bats really improve for Tennessee because, yeah. like I said, SEC play, right. you don't get it. You don't get an off week no. or an off series um, when the SEC gets here. So definitely want to improve that. For sure, for sure. Wednesday. Also, go get your shirts. Yes, get your shirts. I gotta, I gotta place my, I gotta place my order uh, before I say body you tonight. So don't let me forget. Um, yeah, go get your shirts now. Get them while they're hot. They look good. Get them ordered. What? When's the last date? March. Um, Friday. This Friday. Yep. Okay. So Friday. Get them in before Friday. Um, that way, 
trying to get them out to you, meet up, shipped, whatever. Do all that good good, good stuff. Um, okay. Wednesday night, they play Dayton. Uh, and then next weekend, they'll be taking on Georgia State. That's in Knoxville. All those games are in Knoxville. Um, Friday, Saturday, both night games. And then Sunday, 1 p.m. game. So do you know the reason why they originally scheduled four? I know we were kind of talking about it earlier. Do you think they did that just in case weather was bad? They could maybe maybe that's but i mean this this was scheduled before right this week so um I, I think it's just trying to get more games in against a quality opponent um because you know i, I know they have they've had a hard time like scheduling teams to come play them right um whether that be due to restriction with covid and things like that you know it's just been a hard time to and i, I think a lot of it is just like Tennessee's a good baseball program, so you know yeah. teams don't want to drive down to get their butt whooped. So, <laughs> love it. All right, uh, any more questions? Anything in chat? All I got. Any, any others? All right. Um, let's see here. Well, I don't have any in Twitter. No Twitter ones. All right, we'll get into most important. I want to remind you all: go buy your shirts. You can go to our Twitter page, Facebook page, pull up all that good info. Take you to a Google form, fill that out. Then you got a Venmo Landon or PayPal's wife, one or the other. You taking <laughs> Sorry, ca- I don't are you, have PayPal. Are you, are you taking cash? Yeah, if you can meet me, I'll, I'll take cash. Okay. I don't know how many yeah. people are cash nowadays, but just in case. Yeah, if you can meet me in South Knoxville, uh, I'll be happy to, to meet meet you and, and do cash. Sono, baby. Sono. Sono. Most important of the week. Most important? I have one it's um i hope i'm saying this right escrin football it's a it's a college in south carolina won their first game in 70 years 70 70 years so it they, they just program right? re, okay. yeah they, they just right. relaunched their program uh this year so they they won their season opener against barton college okay. i think uh, 30 to 28. So 70 years got their first dub. I, it sounds I, a lot worse than it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> no, I realized that had to be the case. Like, uh, but at first I was like, why are they playing? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, yeah, that makes, makes much more sense. Makes much more sense. Um, my first most important shout out to, uh, to PGA tour. All the players came out today wearing the Sunday red, Sunday Love red, and black pants for tiger sporting, Tiger is he uh, rode to recovery. Tough car. I mean, just nasty car accident. Um, but yeah. it was a cool gesture. I wore my red and black on the golf course today. There were a lot of people wearing red and black on the golf course today um, for Tiger. To be fair, most of the time when I play golf on Sundays, I try to wear red because it's Sunday red. Can't go Sunday wrong. Sunday red. Love it. You wore Sunday red today? I wore red and black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Did you shoot well? Full Tiger. No. Played terrible. Mm, yeah, nice. mm-hmm. that was bad. I don't have any more most importance. That's all I got. For... I thought I had one more, um, but I don't. Or do I? I don't think so. Um, I do want to play a video for you. Did I show this to you last night of uh, Matt Hasselback at the yeah. 2003 quarterback challenge? I'll let you guys listen to it. Um, they're, the, they're doing like a QB challenge. It's not the Pro Bowl. I guess this year they did – or that year they did something with just like, I don't know. It wasn't the Pro Bowl. Um, mm. 
and Matt Hasselback's going through it. And just to kind of give you all context because it's hard to hear, he complains about a ball being flat, and Boomer Esiason says that it was Brady's fault. So, I, And this is in 2003. I just thought it was funny. So. in the corner right on the money for Rod Smith with no air in the ball Boomer, someone tried to sabotage me with this ball. it must have been Brady I can't believe you calling for an excuse must have been Brady had to be Brady I no one else like I because I found that video just like on NFL's Facebook page just like watching some videos scrolling through there no one had commented on it I was like how is this not being talked about he ended up suspended for like what four games over that that's yeah. hilarious Great comedy. Uh, that's my, um, that's my only most important. Or my, I was going to go back to to Eskrin. Do you think like they use that as a recruiting pitch? Like, hey, we haven't won in in seventy years, so uh, you can be the yeah, first. be the first. I definitely would. Where did you say it was in South Carolina? Yeah, I definitely would. I think that's a great recruiting pitch. Come be the yep. first, first in seventy. First, print the shirts. Print it. Fail, fail the week. Fail the week. Um. I don't know who this is a fail on, but I'm just going to read it. Uh, it's from Max Preps. I'll, I'll say it's on Max Preps. It is. Grayson High School is getting a future stud in nine-year-old Deshaun Morris. Remember that name. It's a committed graphic from a nine-year-old. Nice. What What quarterback committed to Lane Kiffin? Who was it? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember it either. Dang. I might have to look it up. All right, can we even find that? He was like 13, I think. Maybe maybe younger than that. David Seals. It was David Seals? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was. He ended up, he ended up playing uh, West Virginia as a receiver. Yes. I See, I was like... I knew this could be right because I feel like it would be talked about way more often. I was like, was it Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> and I knew it was some, like, white guy that didn't play quarterback in college. That's gotcha. why I was, like, almost like, ah, that sounds right. But, yeah. Um, my first fail of the week is uh, the uh, Atlanta Hawks and Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they started off the game. Atlanta was in red and Oklahoma City was in orange. And you could barely tell them apart. And it was terrible mm. to watch. And the teams must have agreed because I think Oklahoma City came out in white in the second half. Yeah, it was bad. Hmm. I can't That's imagine a, it was easy for the players either. Taste the rainbow. Love yeah, it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, I will say this. It, it made me, you saying that made me uh, think about this. A lot of people were complaining about the Tennessee baseball helmets, how they look red. Mm-hmm. I saw them in person yesterday. They are actually orange. I think it just had to do with the um, feed from maybe I, I don't streaming service. Well, and they, it's just it's the same thing with like the pants and the the helmet, like the tennis, like the. It's just the the or, Tennessee's orange on different materials looks different. It's weird. it it matched it matched yesterday. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Good. So, it, yeah, it, it looked good yesterday because that that's the first thing I was like, yeah, I need to find this out. So. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely matters. It's not red. Not red. Uh, do you have another fail of the week? That's all I got. Um, I've got one, and we've talked about this before. Gender reveals. 
They were back mm. for a very brief time. They are they're they're done. They're done for good. I, th- I think this has got to be it. Um, they've actually re- you're celebrating bringing life to Earth. This was the opposite. Um, a father was fatally wounded because he, when he was building a device for a gender reveal, it exploded. Dude, why? They've always been stupid. Now you're making explosive ones. Stop, guys. Just tell us what you're having, boy or girl. Nothing else. Nothing fancy. <laughs> Just like pick a hat. Just do it like that or, or something. Or do that. Do, I've, have you seen that one? Actually, that one's funny. I have it. Oh, that's that's. There's that. a. Damn there's it. a. They took yeah, my idea. <laughs> there's a couple that like sits at a table with the blue and uh, blue and pink hat, and then they they select the mm. the one. Yeah, so that's a good gender reveal. That's an option. Are you are you planning one? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. No, all right, all right. No, Just good. testing I'm you good. there. Testing you. I'm good. <laughs> now, you, I'll let you go first. You, you, you can take first on that one. Nah, we can. You're good. <laughs> Anybody else, any of the listeners want, want a gender reveal? There you go. There's an option out there. I'd, yeah, I there take you go. It. You can have it. Just, just invite us. We, we, can, we can FaceTime you or something while yes. you're doing it. Yeah, we'll do that. I'd love that. <laughs> Well, guys, appreciate it. Hopefully this is a better week as a Vol. Um, thank you for the Lady Vols teams for pulling it out for us. Basketball, soccer, softball. Track and field had a good weekend. I don't want to read off the accolades without uh, without seeing them. But, um, oh, I, they won the 4x4, four by, the, four by four, the I fastest think they time set in the a world. Record. Yeah, I was about to say, I think they set a record for the 4x400. Four um, so that yeah. was that was good. Um, yeah, the – but, yeah, so big big stuff. Hopefully it's a better week, though. Baseball gets Dayton on Wednesday. Basketball gets uh, Florida on Sunday. Okay, I was like, I know that's Florida, but I was like, I don't think it's a weekday. Florida on Sunday. Yeah, it's on Sunday. Um, Lady Vols this weekend, I think, is the tournament. So, okay. In Greenville, yeah. Uh, big Another big week. Hopefully it's better. We'll see. Always appreciate, yeah, d- appreciate all this. Don't – don't forget to get your uh, rifleman at bat, the baseball shirt that we have available. Um, you have until Friday, so get that ordered. Actually, order a bunch of them. Just, don't just order one. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta at least have one of each. Get the whole family. Yeah, um, that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.